Hey, welcome in everybody. This is the South Lot Football Guys podcast. I'm your host, Evan Newberger. With me, as always, my two partners in crime, Robbie Larson and Adam Sidek. Guys, how we doing? Happy week seven. Uh, doing good. Coming up here on Halloween. Uh, you know, with this week, how many teams and good teams are on by? It's pretty. It's pretty spooky time of year. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're here to provide some bets. Uh, get you through this week. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we're starting to see the buys come into play. Um, you know, definitely not as many games here to go over, but uh, you know, still a jam-packed week. Still a lot of good games that we want to cover. Uh, still think there's some money to be had, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll jump right into it. Uh, let's take a look at how we did in week six here, real quick. We'll start with our lead pipe locks for the week. Um, hint, it wasn't great. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll start off with my own bad news. So we started off the week. I we we hit that Thursday night game heavy. Uh, Buccaneers minus six and a half. So I missed. That was brutal. brutal. That was a bad beat. That was the a two bad point beat. conversion for. I mean, not a good great reason. Um, and then you just had how that ended, where the Bucks were in field goal range, got like too many first downs, but one more would have gotten them a touchdown. Yeah. And, it was uh, it was just a horrible scenario for all betters. Yeah, we were all in on that over as well. Uh, that was just uh, that was a tough way to end that game. That was tough. Um, Buccaneers hit the field goal, and then we're we would have hit the, the over. over we hit the line. It's perfect. Yeah, it would have been great. Um, but oh well, you can't uh, you can't hit them all. Uh, next up, uh, Robbie, Dolphins, Jags. You tried to. Do some sort of spread here. Uh, you had either over fifty six and a half or under thirty seven and a half, and uh, you know that game so landed right I in the middle. Missed. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, I, I guess you could say if um, Jaguars didn't kick that field goal to tie and kick the field goal to win it, you know, it would have been thirty seven and got us the under. But you know, I guess close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades, right? So that's a miss. And then, uh, last but not least, here, uh, Adam Chargers money line. So I miss. So I miss is right. Yeah, they just never showed up. That was a that was a surprising game. Ravens defense on today. Um, you know the Chargers really never got going. Um, yeah, I, I think that's more of a fugazi than for real. But still, still bad, bad, bad money line bet there. Yeah, I mean, I was on that with you. Uh, just a tough, tough way to lose it. Um, I don't know. That was a weird game. We'll we'll chalk that up. I, that Chargers team is better than they showed. Yeah, definitely just an off week for them right there. I, I, I wouldn't expect uh, them to continue that going forward. Yep. All right, and then uh, let's take a look at our our parlay. So we had uh, Bucks minus 6.5, which so uh, did not hit. Chargers money line, which did so not hit. And Panthers money line, which so did I not missed. hit. So uh, that was a this was a tough week. Yeah, by far our worst week so far. I'll tell you what we did do right. The consensus eliminator. Colts. <laughs> Good job, guys. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, you know, still alive. Yeah. Um, just a quick recap then of our uh, records for the year. Um, let's see here. So. I'll start out. I'm 49 and 44 and one push uh, throughout the season against the spread. Uh, Adam also 49 and 44 and a push. And then Robbie now, uh, 
leading us 50-43 in one push. So we're all pretty close. Uh, and then on the over-unders, um, I'm 16-11, and 11, Adam 20-9, and 9, great work, and then Robbie at 12-13. and 13. So uh, collectively, all doing pretty good here still, despite uh, uh, last week being a little bit tougher. So. Yeah, you know, that was probably our worst week so far, and uh, as far as the spreads were concerned for us, it was uh, got six and eight, seven seven for Adam, six and eight for you, Evan, and you know if if that's a going to be our worst week, I, I'm feeling pretty good moving forward. I mean, we I'd, I'd say we've been pretty good so far this year. Yeah, definitely, absolutely. Okay, um, guys, uh, before we get into uh, picking these games, we want to do a little uh, Fugazi or For Real segment for you. Hey, Fugazi, Fugazi, it's a wazi, it's a woozy, it's a... F- so uh, we just want to bring up, uh, each of us is going to bring up a team uh, with what we deem to be kind of a surprising record, and then uh, we're going to kind of ask each other whether or not we believe that... Uh, their record is really indicative of uh, the true nature of their team, or if they're, you know, for uh, a better way to put it, are they uh, Fugazi or are they for real, according to their record? Um, so, uh, Adam, why don't you start it off? Sure, I'm going to go uh, go up to New England, go with the Patriots. Um, you know, I, I don't know exactly what the expectations were for this team going in, but um, they, they they spent a whole lot of money in the offseason, um, sort of revamped their offense, offense, moved away from Cam Newton. Uh, and here they sit 2-4. and four. Um, Their wins are at the Jets and at Houston. Uh, not exactly the cream of the crop. And then uh, their losses, uh, they lost week one to Miami, um, lost to the Saints, and then lost two really hard, hard-fought games against, I think, the two best teams in the NFC. Uh, Tampa and Dallas at home um, could have easily won either of those games. Uh, you know, I, I think their two and four record is in, is not indicative of the team that they are. I think Mac Jones personally has been the most impressive rookie quarterback this year. Um, you know, he doesn't have a whole lot of weapons to work with yet. He he looks like he's he's mastered the offense um, already, and you know it's only. It's only the week seven start now, so I think they have a lot of room to improve. Um, you know, they're, they're they haven't really suffered a whole like a lot of tremendous industries injuries. So I think this team, you know, with a light lighter schedule in the second half of the year, could bounce back, maybe go nine and eight, squeaking in the playoffs. But I, I think this is still a very good team. Yeah, all four of their losses pretty tightly can catch contested games you mentioned uh two of them i think the two you didn't mention were uh the dolphins and uh that saints game but even those i mean those were tough home losses but the they were they were in those games throughout um yeah the the dolphins one doesn't look as great now but that was also game one uh first game for mac jones so uh definitely some uh growth and development yeah, since they then. had some pretty devastating fumbles late in that game too yes. that cost them yep um, but, uh, yeah, I would agree with you. I think, um, you know, they're, they've played with some good teams, um, and, uh, you know, you have to like what you've seen, especially out of their run game. Their run game has been very strong and, uh, you know, Mac Jones is, is being efficient. And, uh, I mean, when you talk about rookie quarterback game managers, this is exactly what you're looking for. He's doing a great job. He's able to, you know, keep the defense off balance. Uh, so yeah, I think the Patriots, um, you know, I think they're better than their two and four record indicates. 
Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, you you, you put all that hit hit everything there. Uh, you know, I think the the weirdest thing to me is seeing an zero and four at home Patriots team right here. This is a team that usually just historically just gets up at home games in Foxborough. So that that one's a little weird. You know, I definitely think this week against the Jets is going to be, it's going to change that record a little bit. But um, I guess while I'm talking here, I might as well uh, start off with my uh, Fugazi or for real. Um, and you know what? I'm going to pick a, one that I think is on everybody's mind, and this is the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, they're they're three and three right now, which is definitely a little uh, surprising. I'm sure a lot of people thought they would be at the top of this AFC West division, but no, they're actually sitting dead last right now. Um, they they don't have a great one and two record at home. They're two and one on the road, but um, this has definitely been a little underwhelming uh, year so far for the Chiefs. And if you look at um, they're what they've gone through. You know, they they had that great comeback win against the Browns week one, and then were hanging tight against the Ravens and lost that one late, and you know, um, lost the Chargers. Uh, they were finally able to bounce back and beat the Eagles in a shootout. Um, but then you know, Sunday night football comes around against the Bills, and Bills come into KC take them. Um, and then last week, uh, you know, they, they took care of business against Washington. And honestly, to me, this is this is for real. What you're going to see with this Kansas City Chiefs team, this defense has been atrocious so far. They're they arguably the worst defense in the league. Maybe maybe a little better than the Jacksonville Jaguars, but they've just not been looking good. They they can't stop anyone for the life of them. And I think you're going to see this a lot this year of the Chiefs beating up on bad teams and be able to get some solid wins out of it. But, you know, when they play some tough competition, um, I think they're going to struggle. I mean, even that first game against Cleveland, it, it, Cleveland was dominating it. And they had some special teams errors on, on one punt that was able to get the Chiefs back in the game. And then Pat Mahomes was able to come back and uh, seal it for the Chiefs. But, man, you know, th- this is a team that could easily be 2-4 and four right now. And it's, you know, it's a super well, curse, you know, for those losing teams. It's happening right now for the Chiefs. I, I think people got to start recognizing it. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And, you know, just looking ahead, they, they still got some tough teams ahead in their schedule. They're at the Titans this week. Um, they got the Pack. They got the Cowboys. Uh, they got the Chargers again, Bengals, Steelers, and then the Raiders twice and the Broncos twice. So, you know, I I think they're going to make the playoffs. Um, wouldn't surprise me if they're maybe the the sixth or seventh seed. But um, yeah, just they seem to they seem to lack a little bit of physicality that they've had over the last couple of years. Um, and teams are starting to bully ball them. And um, yeah, their defense, like you mentioned, Robbie's one of the weaker units in the entire NFL. So it's it's. You're asking a whole lot out of Mahomes, Kelsey, Hill every week, and they can only do so much. So this team has significant flaws, and I just don't see a whole repeat to the Super Bowl for the third year in a row. Yeah, this is a defense that uh, used to, um, you know, it would it would give up points, but the they were also pretty opportunistic with turnovers, and the turnovers aren't there this year. Uh, they're struggling in that department, and, uh, you know, it's really showing. Uh, I mean, we see kind of teams... Uh, regress when the you know their turnover numbers uh 
you know, take a sharp downward turn uh, from previous years. And uh, that's really what we've seen with the Chiefs, at least on the defensive end of the ball. Uh, offensive end of the ball, too, I mean, you've seen some uncharacteristic throws from Mahomes. Uh, you know, there's there's just a few things that uh, just appear to be off this year with them. And, and I completely agree, guys. Yeah, I, I think they will make the playoffs, but this is not the um, number one overall seed by week uh, team that, that – uh, that I think a lot of people thought they were coming into the year. So uh, definitely a lot of flaws with this team. And, uh, you know, it's really kind of opened the door for Buffalo uh, as that clear front runner for the division. Or, I'm sorry, for the conference. Uh, guys, my pick is the Cincinnati Bengals. So just to uh, highlight where they are at, they're currently 4-2. and two. Uh, They had a good home win in the opener against the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, lost to the Chicago Bears on the road. Uh, won against the Steelers. Tough uh, division matchup uh, on the road. Beat Jacksonville and uh, lost to Green Bay, but then bounced back last week with a win in Detroit. Uh, so four and two guys, two and one uh, at home and on the road. So balance there. Um, you know, I I like what I've seen out of this team. Uh, they're playing some pretty good defense. Uh, you know, they're only giving up you know, roughly uh, like 19 points a game, basically. Uh, so they're keeping teams down, and, and Burrow is showing, uh, you know, that first-round draft pedigree, exactly why he was taken uh, where he was. And, uh, you know, they kind of quietly built uh, a very good wide receiver uh, room for him to grow with. I mean, you talk about uh, Boyd and Chase and Higgins – uh, all three just very quality options for him to go to, keeping the defense on their back foot. Uh, and then Joe Mixon with the run game. Uh, he's been battling a few injuries, but uh, still a very potent back. Uh, so a lot of things to like on the offensive side of the ball. I like this Bengals team. Um, you know, I think it's going to be between them and the Ravens uh, this year for the division. You know, we're seeing some uh, some injury woes with the Browns right now that are hurting them. Um, but... Uh, I, yeah, for my money, I, I think it's uh, I think it's the uh, Bengals and the Steelers, or I'm sorry, Bengals and the Ravens fighting for that division. So uh, I think the Bengals are for real here at their 4-2 record. I think that we're going to be uh, seeing them, uh, you know, later on in the year as a uh, playoff contender and, and fighting for that division. So they got a big matchup this week, though, on the road with Baltimore. This is probably the, uh, the big litmus test for them. Can they... Uh, pull it off and, uh, you know, show that they belong with the top dogs in the conference. Yeah. I mean, I, you said it there. Um, you know, they've only played one interdivision game and they beat the Steelers, which, um, at that time was a pretty big shock. Um, makes a little bit more sense now, but you're, you're right. This week is a huge litmus test because, you know, if they're able to go maybe three and three in their division, um, or better, uh, this is the playoff team in my opinion. And, um, you know, over the last couple of years, that's where they've really struggled is in the interdivision games. They haven't been able to beat, you know, teams like the Browns who have been up and coming the last two or three years. Um, never been able to beat this, the Ravens too much and the Steelers. But um, it, it's a little bit different of a landscape this year in that division um, with the Steelers and Browns are so beat up right now. Um, you know, the Ravens, they're, they're five and one best record in the AFC, but Right behind them is the Bengals. So, um, yeah, I think I think they're for real. Um, we're going to find out, like you mentioned, a lot about this team this week, though. I think they're going to be able to keep it close. 
Yeah, it, I, I was actually kind of curious on what what you're gonna if you're gonna say if they're for real or if this was a Fugazi. And you know, I, I this is a, this is a close one to me. You know, I I, I I'm not <laughs> again. You like you guys are nailing it right now in the head. Uh, we're we're gonna see what this team really is, but. Yeah, this this defense has been very underrated. I, I know you talked a lot about this offense and this great wide receiver room, but you know this defense has been pretty solid, and you know they've been able to keep in ball games, even even the ones they lose, and keep it at least competitive. So you know, I, I, I've got to imagine that some some of these close games end up falling more their way um, than what has happened. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm with you. I think this Bengals team is for real. And like you mentioned, you know, Steelers, Browns, you know, uh, Browns are beat up. Um, so and Steelers, you know, they, they haven't looked good either. So, you know, I, I think they could very easily be second in this division and get themselves a nice, uh, wild card spot. All right, guys. So, uh, basically we think the teams that we picked are, um, you know, pretty good. Uh, you know, Bengals, we think that they're as good as their records say. Chiefs, you know, we're thinking that their slow start is, uh, you know, a bit of a concern. And then the Patriots, uh, we think that they are a little bit better than their record indicates. But uh, we'll we'll check in on this uh, again periodically here as uh, the playoff uh, races continue just to see if there's any more surprises. Uh, we'll cover them for you. Uh, but before we get to the Week 7 picks, guys, why don't we hear from our sponsors? Today's episode is brought to you by Caribou Lou. All it takes is three simple ingredients. Some 151 rum, pineapple juice, and Malibu Caribou, which will make you all numb. This is guaranteed to make baby girl come out of her shell and party until the cops come. Whether you're a fan of karate punching or naughty luncheons, this will get the party jumping. A classic that originated in Kansas City, Missouri since 1995, you know, I think it's safe to say all three of us here are, are, are big fans of this drink. You know, Caribou Lou. Because I drink it, but they ain't paying me for it. Not yet. And you know what? Winter starts coming around, you know, carib- it might be caribou season for some people. And uh, I know personally for me, I, I like to uh, enjoy caribou Lou uh, this time of year, getting getting towards the winter. And, you know, it, it, may, it like you said, it makes you feel numb. Help, helps uh, make, make you, makes you feel, uh, you know, feel like you're on tropical island, yeah. you know, especially when you get the cold snow weather coming around, you know, not, nothing better than getting a nice cold caribou loo just to make you chill out, you know. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Uh, caribou loo, make sure uh, you guys stop and pick up the ingredients. Uh, you all know, you know what the ingredients are. You don't even have to ask. So, uh, but uh, yeah. All right, guys, uh, let's do our Week 7 preview now. We'll get into all the games and the picks. Uh, before we do that, uh, I want to just uh, go into uh, the buy teams here. It's uh, Buy-pocalypse now, as we're, as we're calling it. Um, you know, we're, it's that time of the season. Uh, these uh, middle uh, weeks is when you start seeing six uh, teams on buy pretty much every week. And so uh, this week we've got the Bills, the Cowboys, the Jaguars, the Vikings, the Steelers, and the Chargers all out on bye. I mean, that's uh, at least three very serious contending teams, uh, and then two kind of next-tier contenders, and then, you know, the Jags. But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, six teams on bye, uh, but, um, you know, we still 
still got uh, quite a few games to get into, so we'll start with our Thursday night matchup. Uh, we've got the Broncos heading into Cleveland to take on the Browns. Browns are two-point favorites at home with the over-under set at 41. Um, Adam, I'm going to let you start. A lot of talk here kind of about Baker and his shoulder injury and, and where the Browns stand. You know, we, they're uh, definitely out there uh, top two running backs. So what are your thoughts on this game? You know, I, I going into the week, I, I mean, without all the information we have now, I was sort of leaning Broncos. Um, sort of thought this would be a little bit of a defensive matchup. Um, uh, but, I mean, we got a little bit more clarity now. Case Keenum is going to start for the Browns. Uh, Dearness Johnson is going to be their starting running back. Um, you know, they're, they're all sorts of banged up. Not a great week to have a short week with all these new starters. Um, but then you look at the defensive side for the Broncos, and, you know, they're out. They're two starting middle linebackers from the beginning of the year. They're pretty banged up on defense. Um, Teddy Bridgewater is questionable with a knee and foot injury. We don't really know his status. Um, and and weather-wise, this is going to be pretty ugly game. Um, you know, a lot, lot wind and rain, uh, up to 30, 40 mile an hour gusts. Um, so this this could be an all time ugly matchup, especially with the short week and a lot of new starters. Uh, so I'm gonna take the Broncos money line uh, just because I think they have a little bit with better running game with you know their top two guys being healthy and uh, just just a little bit more in the ground and pound. Um, and, and on both lines and then but my my main play and then this is gonna be my lock of the week is the under 41 for this game but it's a lock no. i mean both these teams sort of like to muddy it up play defensive run the ball um and just everything about this matchup screams that this is just gonna be a dog fight um low scoring a lot of field goals um if they can kick them in the wind so it's just uh, I, I'd be shocked if this is anything over 45. So, yeah, I I, I love that. It's a low line, um, but just everything about this game screams under. Um, but, yeah, I, I actually like the Broncos a lot too, money line. I think they got a good shot to win here. Yeah, I, you know, I absolutely love that under 41. That's not a lot of points, but I don't think there's going to be a lot of points in this game. You know, Thursday night games, you know, typically a shorter week, you know, tough uh, it's more defensive battle typically, especially, you know, and you get to Monday, you know, ends up being higher scoring typically because um, the offenses have time to prepare. But we saw this um, Browns. Um, um, it, we saw this a lot in Cleveland last year, um, especially around this time. Uh, we, we saw some games where it was windy. Um, I'm spe- thinking specifically against this one, this one Browns Texans game last year where nobody could put up points. I think it was like yeah, they seven had, to three or something. They had like three crazy, crazy weather games last year. There was a lot of crazy weather games, and this is not going to be any different. Yeah, and Paul Brown Stadium right on the lake, too. That doesn't help for yep. any win. No, doesn't help at all. And, you know, I'm actually going to side with the Browns here. Um, I'm, I don't like picking either of these sides with how banged up both, both these teams are. But, you know, I honestly, when I heard the news of Case Keenum is getting the start, I actually like the Browns a little more because I think a healthy Case Keenum is going to do a lot better than a hobbled Baker Mayfield right now. And I, I know Baker was just looking to play. He, you know, he's a gamer. He's going to try to get out there. But, you know, he got some a second opinion and both doctors are like, no, you, you should probably sit out this week. So um, it's probably a good call for the Browns. Um, but, you know, the Browns defense too, you know, the, their strength is in the run defense. 
And you know, if you get these strong wins, it's going to be just tough sledding for Both the these teams Broncos to get. And yeah, Broncos are too. And well, you mentioned how it's the Dearness Johnson's show right now, which you know I'm sure he'll be fine. But yeah, I'm not really expecting too much out of him. So yeah, love this under. Um, I'm going to lean on the Browns, but I'm not picking a side. I'm just I'm just looking for a low scoring game tomorrow. That's all I know. Yeah, I'm with you guys. Um, you know, a lot of injuries in this one. The weather's going to be bad. I, you know, I won't uh, beat the dead horse here. Um, you know, if I were to take a side, I think I would lean Browns. But ultimately, I'm with you guys on that under. I feel pretty good about that, given the weather and then the amount of injuries that are just uh, accumulating for both teams uh, right now. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take that under 41 as well. Uh, next game up, guys, it's uh, the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Tennessee Titans in a pretty interesting matchup here, uh, a playoff uh, rematch from last year. Uh, and, uh, you know, the Titans are five-and-a-half-point underdogs at home here despite a very big uh, Monday night win uh, against the, uh, the Bills. So uh, they got some positive momentum coming to them after a pretty tough start. Uh, Over-under in this one is 57.5. Uh, we already kind of talked about how the Chiefs have been limping out of the gate. So, um, you know, guys, for me, I, I kind of like the Titans this week getting the points. Um, you know, we've seen the Chiefs play some lackluster teams and, and cover those spreads. But, um, you know, maybe the Titans got a little bit of life now after a good home win. They're at home again here. Uh, we know they like to play close games anyway. Uh, you know, the fact they're getting five and a half at home, that's a pretty good number. I I like I like them to cover that. Uh, I'm expecting a tight game here, but uh, what are your thoughts? No, I, I, I mean, this is crazy because the line is exactly the same as it was last week. And I, I would expect some market correction since the Titans ended up pulling that one out. And this is also a home game against, you know, an elite AFC team. So, yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Titans. Uh and I'm actually going to go the whole step and take a money line. Uh, I mean, if if the Titans can get out to any lead in this game, um, you know, they're going to be able to dictate tempo, run the ball. There's not been a team on, on this planet so far that's been able to stop Derrick Henry. And it's, I guarantee you this Chiefs team is not, you know, one of the most able to do it anyways if they were healthy. Um, but, you know, I, I just – this is a bad matchup for the Chiefs. Um I, I just think the Titans are going to get them here. They got a lot of good momentum coming off of last week's win. Uh, A.J. Brown's looking healthy. Um, can't say the same for uh, Julio Jones. But um, I, I think if, if they can, you know, maybe get a stop, a quick score, um, you know, they can w- ride the wave and um, it, it, and keep that Chiefs offense off the field. And uh, I, I think they got a good shot to win this one. So, I mean, I feel, I feel like, the you know, taking the points is the smarter bet. But... Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to go with the full, the full mode here and go, uh, Titans money line. I, man, I'm, I'm tempted to go money line on Titans here, but I absolutely love this five and a half. Like you said, this was the same line we saw against the bills. And so what world are people thinking that the bills and chiefs are still at the same level? I, I don't see it. Um, I, I think this is just some great value right here. I love getting some points on the home team Titans especially since in the past we've seen this Titans team uh, being very competitive against good teams and, you know, sometimes lackluster when they play against poor competition. 
And, you know, Chiefs are going to be a little tougher um, to for them right now. But, um, you know, I, I think they're going to get up for it. It's a it's a home game. You know, Derrick Henry's just absolutely on fire right now. You, you just roll with that man all the way through. And I, I think they're going to be be fine to easily cover this. And, you know, I, I agree. I think there's a good shot that they win this game. Yeah, it should be interesting. Um, going into this week, I didn't expect this all to be on the Titans. I kind of thought, um, if not one of you, if uh, not both, would be leaning Chiefs uh, just based on kind of the previous track records of these two teams. But, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just got a good feeling that they should be able to cover that one at home. So uh, we'll see. Next game up, guys, it is the Washington football team heading into Green Bay to take on the Packers where uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Pack are eight-point favorites at home with the over-under in this one set at 49. Um, I'm, I'm going to take the team here with the eight points. It, it just feels like uh, a few too many points here. Plus, uh, we're hearing that there might be some uh, inclement weather in Green Bay on uh, Sunday. Definitely going to be cold, a uh, chance of rain, Um and uh, some windy conditions, so that could lead to lower scores. Anytime you get lower scores with a big uh, spread to cover, it gets a lot tougher to do. Um, you know, Washington football team always capable of some garbage time too. So uh, I don't know. I, I got a feeling that the, the team uh, can cover this and, and keep it a uh, competitive game. Yeah, the Packers haven't really impressed me this that much this year, so I am going to take the points with the team for sure. Um, they. Um, they, they haven't been great this year, but this seems like a game the team could stay in it. And, um, you know, I, I know you get, uh, Packers in Lambeau, but it seems like they kind of underwhelmed sometimes when they're playing against uh, non-division lesser opponents and they're able to let them stay in it. So I, I think, I feel pretty good about the team here. Uh, I think they're going to be staying in it. You know, I was thinking of the over, but then when I saw it, it's going to be a little windy there. Um, I kind of thought against it. You know, I think this is probably a good over-under right here. But, um, you know, the Packers haven't shown me enough that they're dominant enough to warrant the eight-point spread. So I, I'm going to take the team. Yeah, uh, this is one. I, I think that eight points is a great line. Uh, I'll, I'll probably stay off this game. I'm a lean team uh, if I had to pick. Um, I mean, you guys said it. Packers, even last week, um, you know, they they covered. I, I don't think they were that impressive. Um, a lot of mistakes by the Bears sort of handicapped them. They, they had a lot of drive stall right at midfield. Um, some poor management, some poor calls. But uh, overall, I mean, I, I think those, you know, those teams were a little bit a little bit more evenly matched than what that score indicated. Um, and, you know, this this week um, with the the team, they're, they're one of those. Yeah, I, I think just getting the points here is a good play. I, they're, they're a hard team to gauge up to this point. Uh, I think their offense has, you know, been, been pretty, I, I guess, um, impressive without um, – Fitzmagic and what Heineke's able to do. The defense has just been an absolute disaster. Um, I mean, Robbie, I know you sort of hinted at it uh, with the 49 points and over. I'm actually going to take the over in this game. I, I I think both these offenses sort of are, are at this point are better than the opposite defense. And, you know, even with a little bit of the inclement weather, I, I still think this game goes over 50. So uh, that's probably my only play in this game. Yeah, I, I'm going to wait until uh, 
I can kind of get a closer feel on the forecast for that game. But if it's if it's just kind of cold and maybe it's some light drizzle and the wind isn't too big of a factor, then I'm going to jump on this over with you. But uh, it's it's not something that I'm going to want to lock in until uh, I get more certainty on the weather. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll see here. Otherwise, I you know at first glance that 49 number looks low. Yeah, I, I agree with that. That's that's what I'm going to do too. Yep. Uh, next game up, guys, big division matchup here that we hinted at earlier. It's the Cincinnati Bengals heading into Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Is this the game of the week? Uh, quite possibly. I think it is. Yeah, quite Just possibly. looking at this late. Yeah, yeah, it might be. Not a lot of great games, but this this is this is the good one. You mean it's not F- Falcons-Dolphins? Oh, yeah, I forgot about yeah. that one. I mean, yeah, you're right. Gonna be good. You're right. You can apologize whenever you want. Uh, <laughs> Bengals, Ravens. So, yeah, we'll, we'll call it game of the week. Uh, why not? I think it is. Um, so, Ravens are six and a half point favorites at home in this one with the over-under set at 47. Um, Adam, why don't you kick this one off? Yeah, I'm going to take the Bengals here. Um, I, I, You know, last week with the Ravens, they got out to a lead. They, um, you know, ran the ball a lot more than what they've been doing. They've been more of a, you know, attack aerial offense. Uh, They sort of switched it up on the Chargers and um, game plan dictated that, you know, with the lead that they were able to run the ball. Uh, Bengals have a really good run defense uh, under, as, as Robbie stated earlier, just underrated defense overall, but they're very good against the run. Uh, So I think this, this game probably is a, you know, close back and forth matchup. Uh, you know, I, I might lean over, but over 47, but these interdivision games, sometimes they're a little bit under, under what the, um, you know, overall total indicates that should be, but, uh, I'm going to take the Bengals here. That's six and a half points is just a little bit too much for me in this, in this interdivision clash. And I, I think these teams are probably closer in terms of, you know, just how good they are than, you know, people give credit for so, and it's and what this line indicates. So, I, I think the Ravens win this one, um, but you know, maybe Bengals keep it to a field goal or within six points. But yeah, I'm, I'll take the Bengals. Yeah, I like the uh, the Bengals here as well. I'm you know kind of thinking similar to what you just said, Adam. Uh, divisional matchup should be a little bit of a uh, more tightly contested game. Uh, six and a half just seems like a lot considering, you know, that the Bengals have played some proven good teams very close. Uh, I'm pretty sure that they are uh, perfect against the spread this year. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I like the uh, the Bengals here plus the six and a half um, despite them being on the road. Uh, I also like the over in this game, um, you know, Seems like Lamar Jackson can get to uh, get his offensive unit to 27, um, you know, week in and week out. So I'm thinking uh, should be no different here. But uh, you know, the only difference is I'm thinking the Bengals uh, will do enough to keep this competitive, and uh, we'll put up enough points to get that over. So I'm on the over in this one. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that I'd, I'd probably lean on the over as well. Uh, Kind of hesitant right now. Um, just kind of looking at uh, implied line of uh, Cincinnati 20.25 and Ravens 26.75 right now. Um, that, that's, I'd say there's a decent shot it goes over. Uh, I'll probably not take it, but I, I will take the Bengals here. Um, you know, I, you know, you, you made a good point about the Bengals uh, being, uh, you know, 
having a great run defense, and they have had a great run defense. Um, yeah, that that's what basically what the Ravens relied on last week, and you know the Chargers statistically are are dead last right now as far as it uh, run defense goes. So. Um, you know, I don't know how much of that was skewed by playing the Ravens like that, but you know, they haven't been good at all. You know, their secondary is definitely the stronger point. So I think the Bengals are going to give them a tough time and, you know, they've been hanging in every single game so far this year. So, you know, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is with this Bengals team. I I think they're going to stay in it. I think they're legit enough. So, um, I, I like them to keep a close one in our game of the week. All right, yeah, should be an interesting matchup here. Um, okay, next game up, guys, we've got the uh, Panthers taking on the Giants in the Meadowlands. Giants are three-point underdogs at home in this one uh, with the over-under set at 43. Uh, guys, for my money, I'm still riding with the Panthers, I guess, on this one. Uh, neither of these teams really excite me. I was you know, hot on the Panthers after their big start, but they have really fallen off. Uh, last couple weeks and uh, honestly this won't be a game I'm going to be betting Uh, just kind of seems ugly Uh, and I don't have a feel for this Panthers team right now Um, after kind of the slide that they're on and then uh, you know all of a sudden the Giants I mean they're dealing with so many injuries it's tough to figure them out either but uh, Adam do you have a better feel Uh, I mean I I don't have a better feel for the, the Panthers I mean last week Drops killed them. Uh, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore. Uh, it was one of the worst worst game, games I've ever seen from wide receiver core that isn't bad. You know, they, they're pretty good. I think it, that was just a fluke. Um, you know, they, they should have won that game. Um, and then on the other side, is, is Mike Glennon a better option at quarterback? <laughs> I mean, we had three picks, three fumbles for Danny Dimes. Um, just... I. At some point, they got to move on. Like they're they're not going to win win anything with him. Um, I the the answer isn't there right now for them. But you know, just a combination of that. You know, Tony. Uh, he's looked very good. He got hurt. Um, you, that whole wide receiving core is questionable. Um, just injuries on the offensive line. It's going south fast for a team that in the last couple of years has really played well in these games with their dogs um i just i just don't think that that's going to happen this year and um the panthers should be able to cover this on the road no doubt yeah ever er, earlier this week daniel jones was saying how they had a lot of the game plan revolved around Kadarius tony um which uh you know honestly i thought was kind of interesting having a rookie who's been <laughs> Bang, who's banged up going into the game, having a big game plan going around, and that's why they weren't able to get anything going when he left. So, I don't know, it seems like a weird choice of judgment right there. But um, it's Giants, it, you know, maybe they get it a little right this week, but I, I wouldn't bank on it. You know, I'm not – both these teams, uh, you know, I'm not really sure where they're at at this point in time. Um, Panthers, yeah, like you said, Evan, you know, they came out to a hot start. And, you know, I, I was right there with you, um, just waiting for them to just get back on track. And I'm not sure if they will get back on track. They should. On paper, you know, this Panthers team should beat this Giants team. Um, but yeah, this this could be a turnaround is, game for uh, Darnold because he, he, he has not looked good the last three weeks at all. No, he has not. 
It's, it's his return to uh, MetLife. That is true. That is a true. Little stadium revenge game. Ooh, that is a good call. New York media revenge game. We'll <laughs> see. All right. Uh, as as we mentioned earlier, Falcons Dolphins is uh, next on our docket. Uh, contain your excitement, everybody. Um, Dolphins are two and a half point underdogs at home in this one. Uh, they have not looked good for quite some time, really since week one. Uh, they played the Raiders tough. I think week three, but it's it's been ugly for the Dolphins as well here. Uh, over under in this one forty seven and a half. Um, you know, I, I yes, guys, I'm I'm thinking Dolphins here. I don't like the Falcons having to cover points on the road at all to anybody. I don't care who it is. It's not a team I trust. That said, this Dolphins team is the definition of ugly. Um, it's it's just not looking great right now so i i'll take dolphins uh you know with the being the home dogs here hopefully that they can write the ship i mean they've got enough talent on both sides of the ball uh, to be able to win this game uh, we know the falcons have their own issues especially in the defensive end um so yeah I, I just don't like the falcons uh you know get points on the road here so uh, give me the dolphins plus the two and a half yeah i'll agree with you um this is probably one i'm not gonna bet um, but, you know, Tua, Tua looked all right last week in his first week back. Uh, I think their secondary, uh, they had two major pieces out last week. I think they're going to come back, uh, which I think will make a difference against this Falcons team because if you could stick Xavier Howard on um, Calvin Ridley and sort of let the other ancillary pieces beat you, you might, you might have a little bit of success doing that. Um, could be a good, big game for Kyle Pitts, but I, I think this is going to be a really close matchup and, you know, in these matchups, I, I'd definitely prefer to take the team with the points and for them to be a home team, that's even better. So I'm, I'm a lean Dolphins here. I am going to go opposite of you guys. I, I, I really like the Falcons actually this week, um, coming off the bye, um, since 2011 teams coming off the bye are, are, 202 165 and one against the spread so um, teams typically come out a, a little better uh, when they get that extra week, week of rest um, so I th- think that's going to be good for the Falcons and this Dolphins team uh, I, I don't think we've mentioned yet but uh, a lot of talks about trading for Deshaun Watson today um, you know it doesn't seem like they like Tua right now and they don't think he's the answer so there's a little bit of uh, uncertainty going on in this Dolphins locker room you know maybe that gives them them the boost if Tua does start but you know there's also a chance that you know maybe a trade goes down between now and Sunday and you know Tua's not there and you know they got to lean on Brissett again with who I'm not really confident at all in so you know I, I like this Falcons team they they've been clicking a little bit you know the buy I think is done them well so you know i like them to win by at least a field goal here wow okay well uh, we'll see how that one plays off uh but uh yeah should be an ugly game <laughs> all right uh next game up guys we've got the uh new england patriots taking on the new york jets uh this game is in foxborough where the patriots are seven point favorites and the over under in this one's set at 43 uh, guys, I'm going to lean Patriots here, but I'm a little weary about uh, having them, you know, with seven points. That's a, that's a pretty big number to cover for a division game and uh, a team that uh, isn't exactly lighting it up on the offensive end. Um, 
That said, they do have a pretty strong running game right now, and if they get an early lead, uh, they should be able to hold it and then control the game from there on out. That's what I'm banking on, but, you know, be honest, I'm a little nervous about it. What are you guys' thoughts? I, I'm a little nervous about that, too. I'm going to lean on the Patriots, even though, you know, I just said all that about teams coming off the bye, covering the spreads, uh, which which the Jets would qualify for this. But, you know, I, I do think the Patriots just have the Jets' numbers historically, and this Jets team is still struggling. I, I, I feel like they're still trying to find their identity on offense. Um, you know, they're – Defense isn't great. Uh, I, I think the Patriots are going to be able to just suffocate this Jets team um, and not allow them to do a whole lot uh, while, you know, Mac Jones is going to be able to do whatever he needs to do, you know, just feed Damian Harris, Harris uh, assuming he plays, you know. Um, if not, you know, they always have a slew of running backs that they could lean on. But, um, you know, 43, that's a low number. But I, I like the under here. Uh, I think it's going to be a little lower scoring. I'm finding finding it tough to see the Jets getting into the end zone here or often. And, you know, I think the Patriots will just do enough of what they need to do. And I, I don't think this is going to be high scoring at all. Yeah. Th- this, this seven point line um, sort of surprised me uh, when you go back to week two, when these two teams first played um, Patriots won 25 to nine and or 25 to six, I'm sorry. And, Forced four turnovers, four interceptions from Zach Wilson, uh, able to run the ball. Um, just, just sort of a beating, and that, that was on the road. Uh, this one's at home. They really need this game, and I just, I have a hard time believing that a you know rookie Zach Wilson's going to be able to go into Foxborough and you know just flat out compete. I, I think the, we said it before. Jets run defense is one of the worst in the league, and you know Patriots that's really their strength as a team uh, right now. And I, I mean, both these teams offenses are improving at a pretty rapid rate. Um, you'd expect that with two rookie quarterbacks. So I, I see this 43 line and I think it's a little too low. Uh, I, I really like the over in this matchup. All right. Should be a uh, compelling game. We'll see if the Patriots can uh, right the ship here after a couple tough losses. Uh, next game up, guys, we've got the uh, Eagles taking on the Raiders. Raiders are three-point favorites at home in this one. Um, Over-under is set at 49-and-a-half. Um, Robbie, I know you and I have uh, some pretty strong takes on it, but uh, I think it makes sense to have you go first. Yeah, I, th- I think that kind of makes sense, too. Um, you know, this this Raiders team, you, they looked a little rejuvenated. I, I don't know if it was uh, that the firing of... Uh, John Gruden or what was going on that kind of gave them some, some life Maylock. They, they may, they got a little it's life Maylock mind, there, yeah. you know, you know they, they got some life there. Um, definitely makes a difference, you know, sponsor last week, uh, just throwing it out there. Um, but, uh, you know, what, what I really like in this game, um, you know, I, I like the Raiders, first of all, minus three. I, I think they should be able to cover it. They've just been looking good. Um, they've got some good team chemistry going on right now uh and they, they've just been gaming every single game um so but what i've really like is um the raiders first half minus one and a half and that one's going to be the lock no. yeah so um pretty much uh what, what i was uh, looking at is this eagles team 
has just not been able to put up points in the first half. Um, uh, or rather, they're a lot better in the second half. Uh, I'm not sure if it – maybe it's a testament to Nick Sirianni and not being able to uh, get good game plan uh, right out the gate or in that maybe second half he just relies on Jalen Hurts to just throw and improvise, use his legs, do whatever he needs to do and get the Eagles to claw back in this game. So – I love the Raiders. I'm surprised it's only one and a half for the first half. You know, the Eagles, um, you know, every single game this year so far, they've had, they've done better scoring wise in the second half of games than they have in first game, first half of games. And the only first half game that they've actually won so far this year was week one against the Falcons where they went up uh, 15 to six at half. And, you know, the, that was a Falcons team that was still trying to figure themselves out, trying to find their identity, you know, new OC and Arthur Smith. So, um, but they, they, they were still even better that second half of the game, um, the Eagles and, you know, Raiders, I, I think they're going to be able to get to a hotter start than the Eagles here. And, you know, granted, uh, Raiders have only won the first half two out of four times this year. Um, but uh, most recently um, it was a 17 to seven against the, the Broncos this past week when you know I guess you could make the argument that maybe they were fired up. So um, you know I love the Raiders first half here. I, I don't see any way they lose this. Um, Eagles are a second half team for sure. Yeah, I uh, I'm on the Raiders big time here and uh yeah you know you do make some good points the eagles love the garbage time uh, every single week they they pull this shit out of their ass and they decide to wake up but um i i, I love the raiders this week i love the over this week but uh, i'm locking up the raiders minus three but it's a lock no. uh i would dare say that the best deep ball connection in the NFL right now is rugs and car. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, those two are, you know, really just connecting at uh, kind of like, like peak Russell Wilson locket rates. Uh, it seems. Um, That's all rugs is doing. Is yeah. Rugs just gets the deep ball. Um, and he's taking it to the house and, you know, they're able to hit about two of those a game, it seems. And it's, uh, you know, it, it flips the field for him and it uh, it does the work, but you know, love the Raiders, love what they're doing. Um, you know, you got a strong response out of that locker room. Uh, you know, after, you know, I'm sure last week they probably just went through hell trying to uh, to game plan and uh, get get ready. So that was a strong-willed response, I thought, from the team. And uh, I think they're going to keep it going here. I, you guys know I'm not a fan of this Eagles team. I, I do think that they'll put up some garbage time points in this one. But, you know, the Raiders' offense is clicking right now, and their defense is no slouch either. Uh, I think they're able to cover the three easily here, so lock that up. And then, you know, 49.5, Robbie, with all that second-half uh, garbage time we expect to come in out of the Eagles, I think this hits easily. I, I'm expecting, you know, probably, I, I would consider like an alternate over here, uh, at like 55 even. That would not surprise me at all. No, I, 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 I'm probably not touching it, but, uh, you know, I, I like I like your thought there. Yeah. You know, I, I I share a little bit of your optimism for the Raiders this week, but, you know, the long week to prepare for the Eagles, it seemed like they figured something out in that second half where they can actually run the ball. <laughs> and, you know, it worked out for them. They, they, they've they gone, what, I think three different first halves with under 
two or under rushing attempts, which is just absolutely absurd for an NFL team. Um, you know, I think maybe this week with the longer week to prepare, um, they come out with a little bit more balanced game plan. I, I think that'll definitely help Jalen Hurts. Um, but I don't, you know, we say that the the three point for the home team line, it, it's sort of indicating that these are two equally matched teams. And I, I don't, I don't agree with that whatsoever. Um, I think it might be a little closer than you guys are you guys are leading on, but I, I think that the Raiders in the end will not or will definitely be able to cover cover the three points here. Um might might be a little little crazy squash at the end that does it. Um but yeah, I think that I think they are gonna end up covering here. Good use of squash. Uh, yeah, it should be uh I don't know. I uh, this is this is the game for me that, that jumped off the page, uh when you're like, this is this is where I'm either gonna make or lose my money this week is gonna be on this Raiders Eagles game, which is scary because like nobody wants to watch this game. It's not, I, you know, nobody wants to rely on the Raiders either. No, so that's that's tough, but um, that's uh that's where I want to be. So we'll we'll get some money in on that. Uh, all right, guys, next game up, um, interesting one here. There's uh there's some narratives in this one. It's the Lions heading to L.A. to take on the Rams, the Jared Goff revenge game. Rams are 14.5-point favorites at home here. And uh, the over-under in this one is set at 50.5. Adam, start us off. Yeah, a lot of narratives in this game. Uh, Revenge game for both Goff and Stafford. No one's going to mention that it's a revenge game for Goff, though. Poor Jared. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know, I, I, you know, if this if this game was in Detroit, you know, I'd give the Lions a little bit more credit and probably may, maybe even bet them um, if the line was a little bit similar or less. But having this game in L.A., um, just the way that the Lions sort of laid down last week and the way that the Rams just completely obliterated the Giants, I, I see the same sort of game script happening. Uh, maybe a little bit more offense for the Lions, um, but. You know, they, they really did not respond to the tears from Dan Campbell uh, the week before. And, you know, he sort of got on the team this week uh, calling out Jared Goff a little bit. But, yeah, I just don't think that the talent is there for this team to keep up and even keep this with the between a two or under a two-score game um, in SoFi here. So I, I definitely, definitely going to feel the Rams here. Um very confident, and you know, I you know, if you're feeling feeling risky, maybe I'll bet this to minus twenty or something. Oh yeah, you know, I, I'm siding with the Rams, but I, I've and you know, by all means, you know, they should be able to cover fourteen and a half points against this Lions team. But you know, kind of like what what you just did, Adam, was brushing Jared Goff aside. It's got me a little concerned. It seems like maybe a lot of people have Jared Goff just written off in this game, but you know, yeah, it's a it's a revenge game for him too. It's a it's definitely gonna be a big game for him, especially going back into LA for this one. So I I would like to say the Rams have this c- covered, but you know, I I could see maybe this uh, being something where Jerry Goff just needs to prove something, but um, overall, I I don't think either of these sides are going to be putting up a whole lot of points. Fifty and a half seems like kind of high for this, so I like the under for this, um, especially if the the Lions are who we we think they are and just uh, not 
have a lot of success against this uh, very tough Rams defense. Um, I, I think it'd be tough no matter how many points the Rams put up um, for the Lions to be able to cover this uh, if the Lions can't do anything. So I like the under here. Um, Rams, I'm siding with them, but I'm a little nervous. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm going to take the Rams as well in this one, but I won't be betting this game. It's just that's too many points. And, yeah, with the narrative component of this, I just, I don't know. I've got a weird feeling that there could be some some shenanigans that Jared Goff pulls out of his butt. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. Backdoor cover situation maybe. This could be kind of like that week one Lions-Niners game where the Niners just had it wrapped up for – 55 minutes and then all of a sudden the Lions decide to score like 17 points um I yeah just calling it weird but uh I'm a little nervous so probably won't put money on this but I mean no doubt the Rams Rams are the clear better team here you know I was on the Lions last week um you know after Dan Campbell cried I, th- I thought they would have been able to get back on uh on tracks of my tears but um you know just uh just didn't work out for him. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm going to take the, the Rams here, but probably not betting this one. Uh, next up, we've got uh, Chicago Bears taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This game is in Tampa, where the Bears are 12-point underdogs, and the over-under in this one is 47. Uh, Robbie, why don't you kick this one off? Yeah, this is um, Buccaneers. Um, you know, they're... They got a little rest at coming off of that Thursday night game in uh, Philadelphia. Um, they get a nice home game right here. Um, nice spot against, uh, you know, Bears defense, who has been playing relatively tough. And, you know, the Buccaneers, are, they're all sorts of beat up right now. Um, they've got a lot of guys uh, who are uh, limited work in practice. But, you know, we're only Wednesday, so there's still a lot of time left for a lot of these guys. Um, but, uh, you know... Even still, um, this just screams Buccaneers cover to me, um, mostly because um, what I've seen out of this Bears team is that they absolutely struggle when they get a lot of pressure on them. And I I think this front four of this Buccaneers team are going to be able to put a lot of pressure on the Bears and make them struggle to move the ball. And, you know, I have no doubts about TB12 and whoever his cast is around him, um, I think the Bears are going to try to keep it competitive. But in the end, um, I think the Bucks are going to be able to run away with this. Ooh. Uh, I'm on the Bears. Um, I think they cover, and I think they cover barely. Uh, you know, I think this barely? will... Barely, yeah. Um, I, I think you're looking at a 28-17 sort of situation here, and... Uh, you know, the Bears are able to cover by the skin of their teeth. And it, I don't know, just with how well that Bears defense has played this year, they've really impressed me. I've, I've been over the moon with the Bears defense. I did not expect them to respond this way. I didn't think they had the talent to play at this level. Uh, but that D-line has been getting a great push. And um, honestly, Jalen Johnson has played, um, you know, up to the level of that number one quarterback position. So I've been really pleased with him as well. Um, they could use some help elsewhere in the secondary but uh, they're also getting great play out of Roquan as well uh, at linebacker so um, key guys stepping up for the Bears and making uh, them more competitive than I think a lot of people would have thought this year Uh, that said uh, I do expect them to lose this game on the road Um, 
it's uh, it's going to be really tough for them to cover uh, or for them to go down there and get a win against Super Bowl champs. So I'm not crazy enough to think that they'll, that they'll do that. But I do think the Bears' defense is playing well enough um, that uh, they, they should be able to cover. And, you know, part of the thing with the Bucks right now is, and I kind of realized this during that Eagles game, is if, if Brady doesn't have that thumb all the way healed up, if the Bucks are up big, they're just going to keep handing it off, and they're going to take their foot off the gas, and they're just going to try to win to the level that they can just preserve Tom and and make sure he doesn't get hit. But they don't care if they win by 10. They don't care if they win by 3. Um, they're just trying to get out of there, and that was evident in that Eagles game. And I think you could see a similar situation here with uh, this game where the you know Bucks are going to be clearly better team uh, it's going to look like they should cover this line for probably three and a half quarters, but um, ultimately I think the Bears are able to sneak in here and, and get inside of the 12, so I'll take the Bears. You know, going back to last year, uh, week five, when the Bears miraculously got the, the win against the Bucks on uh, Thursday Night Football, it sort of changed the Bucks and how they approached. They significantly needed a, you know, Mike Evans is their long range, you know, middle of the field target. Godwin sort of their every does everything, middle, long, short, great blocker. Uh they really in that game missed somebody like A B where you can feed it feed it to him really quick, uh really good off the line, extreme release, uh able to get open, a lot of separation, um, short and you know, they went out and got him last year, and it changed their season. Um, you know, made them a little bit more of an all-around offense. And uh, he's he's been his – A.B.'s been Tom's favorite target throughout the, you know, the first six games of this year. Uh, when I look at this matchup, you know, Bears have been good against the sort of the number one wideout, but they've really struggled against slot receivers. So I, I think I, – I expect A.B. to have a huge game against the Bears. Um, all on the opposite side, you know, I, I think this is probably going to be field's best game, uh, so far. I know, um, he's, he's gotten a little bit better incrementally, uh, in the past game. Uh, I, I think in this game, he's going to run for a lot of yards. I'd, I'd take some over on rushing yards for Justin Fields, but, um, you know, the, the D line of the Bucks is very good. They're very good against a run, but you know, I, Vita Vea, I don't know if he's going to be able to chase down Justin Fields. Uh, I don't think a lot of those guys have the speed to keep up. So hopefully the bears can sort of tailor their game plan towards that. Um, and I think they'll have success throwing the ball, but they're, they're probably not going to be able to run the ball and just defensively. I don't know if they're going to be able to stop this bucks team. Um, you know, they can beat you in a number of different ways and home game, uh, long week, everything just screams Bucks cover here for me. All right. Well, uh, we know we'll be tuned in. Tampa Bay will be tuned in. I don't know that anybody else will be tuned in. This should be kind of a, a cakewalk for the Bucks, it's, But we'll see. I mean, the Bears have kind of surprised us this year. I think this, this is year. the game of the week on Fox. No. Yeah, I think it is. No. This is a national on. game. Yep. No. Well, I mean, what are the other options? Rams, Lions, Cardinals, Texans. Or Raiders Eagles in the afternoon? Yeah, yeah. I don't think so. No, that's a, put that's that a, on. Come on. Maybe. But, ah, I don't, don't want to watch that. I think. I think that, no. I don't want other people. It's to Jim watch and that. Jim and um, Tony calling the, no. the game. No. It's a CBS uh, game of the week. So <sighs> at least we don't have to do Joe Buck. Eagles Raiders are afternoon, but yeah, yeah. That no. It's an interesting game of the week they got there. I but. don't. I don't like when the rest of the country gets to see the Bears. 
I don't like that. It's like, no, just let me. Pretty sure I Matt, know how bad the bears sure are. Pretty sure Matt Nagy does not like that either. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's never good when the bears are on national TV. Um, all right. Uh, next game up, guys, it is the Houston Texans heading into Arizona to take on the Cardinals, where the Cardinals are 17.5-point favorites. It is the largest spread of the week. And uh, the over-under in this one is at 47, so that shows you just how uh, badly they're anticipating uh, uh, the Cardinals whooping on the Texans and not predicting them to get a lot of points either. Um, Adam, what are your thoughts on this one? I love the Cardinals here. Um, you know, this is a big revenge game for a lot of people. J.J. Watt, uh, Hop, Hopkins, uh, even David Johnson on the other side, a little bit of revenge. But, you know, I last week going into Cleveland without a head coach, um, you know, they were up 20 nothing in a blink of an eye. Uh, this Texans team, maybe if Tyrod plays, it's not that's not looking likely. Uh, they he, They'd be able to keep it a little close, but... There's no chance this game keeps <laughs> keeps close. Uh, Cardinals are our eliminator pick. I'm pretty sure anybody who's alive and have have the Cardinals available are going to pick them as the eliminator. Um, you know, Kyler's shoulder looks okay. Doesn't look like it's bothering him too much. Maybe running a little bit less, but that's probably good for them and overall to keep him preserved. Um, you know, they're able to run the ball. Uh, I, I expect um, Chase Edmonds and um james connor to get going in this game i i really think everyone gets going in this game for the cardinals texans d looked very vulnerable last week in an interdivision game against the colts um so yeah i i would have a hard time seeing the texans being able to cover cover here wow even given the 17 and a half um yep yeah for me you know I, i'll lean cardinals here but that number is just too big for me to bet it i think um you know, gun to my head, if I had to pick a side, I think I'd tell you Cardinals, but ah, that's just a lot. I know they're at home, um, but uh, yeah, I just I'm not I'm not thinking that uh, I'm gonna want to touch that. I, I typically don't like to bet the the large spreads, so uh, I'll probably stay off that one. But uh, you know, I mean, this is just the opposite end <laughs> ends of the spectrum of the NFL right now. Uh, Cardinals are riding high, and nobody's lower than the Texans, so. Um, yeah, I mean the line. I guess it makes sense. I just I don't know. I, I I'm not gonna be able to pull the trigger on that. Robbie, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I don't like large spreads either. Um, I'm gonna stay off it. Well, I'm also staying off because you know I can't pick a Cardinals game right for the life of me. So you know <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna hope my curse doesn't carry on here, and I'm gonna t- trust your guys' judgment and side with the Cardinals here. Um, you know they they should be able to, and you know I I do. Uh, like the Cardinals a lot more with when uh, the Texans do not have Tyrod um, back there, which it, it doesn't seem likely that he's going to be playing. Uh, so, you know, if he does play, you know, maybe uh, that would be something to look for maybe the Texans here. But, you know, yeah, the Cardinals have just been so good on both sides of the ball. They, they should have no problem being able to run up the score here and, you know, Texans, you know, especially if they don't have Tyrod. I I don't have any confidence in them putting up a lot of points. Yeah, um, like you said, the Cardinals winning this game is just about as close to a certain thing as you're going to find in the NFL. Um, But that's a good call out of Tyrod. I mean, it could get a little bit more dicey uh, if he plays, but, you know, 
I think all signs are showing that we're we're gonna get the uh, General Mills show again. So um, we will see. But uh, yeah, I expect just about everybody's uh, eliminator pick is gonna be the Cardinals this week. All right, uh, on to a more interesting matchup or a game that should be far more competitive. Uh, it's the Indianapolis Colts taking on the San Francisco 49ers in San Francisco, where the 49ers are four-point favorites at home. And the over-under in this one set at 44. So, Adam, I know you got a strong take on this one. Uh, what's your thoughts here? Yeah, actually, yeah, for this game, I got two two takes. Uh, I'm going to take the, cart, or the Colts with the points here, and I'm going to take the under, um, the under 44. Um, this, this game, you know, 49ers coming off the bye usually, you know, tend to lean off those those teams but uh in this case i think you know the way the colts have been playing the last two weeks um especially carson Wentz, he's he's looking healthy finally um the offense is looking good they're able to run the ball i mean this is the colts team that we expected coming into the season and uh they're on a roll right now defense is playing good um with the 49ers you're probably going to get jimmy g um back from the calf injury um i don't think Trey Lance is going to be playing this week, so there's not going to be any gimmick plays with him. Um, they have a ro- rotation of revolving door players at running back. Uh, who knows is going to play with them? Uh, just a lot of uncertainty. Kittle out, Brandon Ayuk just being terrible. Um, I, I'd, I'd be shocked if the 49ers cover this even at home. Um, go, talking about the under the weather. Uh, it's going to be really rainy in Santa Clara, um, and I think that plays into the Colts' hands uh, as a team that really likes to run the ball, pound a rock, and you know, I, I expect uh, Jonathan Taylor to have a huge game here again. And I, you know, I, I, at this point, I think the Colts are a better team than the 49ers here too. So I, I all signs for me lean uh, Colts, and you know, if if that gameplay happens where Colts get up and start running the ball, play good defense. I, I think the under hits as well. Yeah, uh, I love the Colts this week as well. Um, you know, if it's uh, if the weather's bad, nobody's running the ball uh, as good as the Colts are right now. It seems they're they're really doing well, and I mean, you would think that would be something that suits the Niners game, but uh, they're so banged up. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're they're struggling to kind of find an identity out there just because. Uh, you know, most of their identity is on IR. Um, and it's kind of up to uh, uh, Jimmy G to kind of piece this together week in and week out. But uh, I, I, I couldn't agree more, Adam. I, I think it's gonna be tough for them. I'm, I'm surprised this game isn't even closer, more close to like a pick'em. Um, you know, I think I kind of like what I've seen out of the Colts the last few weeks. They're starting to get healthy. Uh, T.Y. Hilton is now back in the mix. Uh, Carson Wentz, now he's got a few weeks under his belt. It's definitely looking better than he did the first three weeks of the season. So I expect the Colts kind of to ride that momentum. And, uh, you know, plus four here, I- I'm loving that. I think uh, I think they should be able to manage that quite easily. Yeah, I- I'm probably going to wait until closer to kick off, uh, see how this weather is. Um, definitely if it is uh, kind of wet, rainy, swampy, windy, like it's kind of looking like, um, I, I do think this is suits the Colts pretty well. They, like you said, they've been great running the ball and, you know, even on the defensive side, they've been one of the better run defenses. Um, but not sure if that's, uh, maybe a little bit that their secondary hasn't been that great. But, you know, they've, they've been pretty good in the run defense. And 
I know 49ers, a lot of their game plan is uh, this uh, zone run scheme, um, but uh, I think the Colts would be able to stop him here. And, you know, Jimmy G, uh, he's going to, if he plays, I, I'd imagine he'd still be hobbled and maybe that would affect him. So, uh, you know, this Colts team, they could run the ball well. I, I think they'd have no problem just running over this 49ers team. So, yeah, I, I like where you guys are, heads are at, uh, Colts plus four. I, I think that's a good play. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, for a Sunday night game, I'm kind of excited for that one. I'm going to have some cash on it. Should be, should be fun. Both teams need the win. Both teams so. do need this one. Yeah. So it should be uh, competitive. Uh, all right, uh, Monday Night Football uh, here, guys. Uh, final game of the week. It is the New Orleans Saints taking on the Seattle Seahawks. Saints are coming off a bye. Uh, Seahawks are at home in this one where they are four-and-a-half-point underdogs. Over-under is set at 43. Um, guys, I, I don't think I'll bet this one, but uh, I think I'd take the Seahawks with the points at home here. Um, but with Geno at the helm and... You know, there's even some uncertainty about the health of their running backs right now. I know Alex Collins is dealing with a hip injury. Uh, Chris Carson, obviously, on IR. Um, so Seahawks are kind of having troubles. Uh, their defense is uh, kind of scraping by as well. So um, that said, I mean, the Saints, every time you think they should cover a line and every time you get ready to do that, um, you know, they, they kind of go out there and they muddle around a little bit and uh, – I don't know. Besides that, uh, that week one Packers game, and then uh, you know they had a good road win against the Patriots, but otherwise they've kind of disappointed. And um, I don't know. I'll call it a hunch here, but I, I think uh, even if the Saints are going to win this one, I expect it to be a close game. So I'll take the Seahawks here with the points. You know, I I mentioned stat earlier about how teams coming off the bye are better against the spread. Yet the only team I've picked so far that out of the four teams from last week are the Falcons. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to side with the Saints. I'm going to side with the Seahawks here. Um, I, I think for this one, the line is still, uh, people still overreacting about Geno. I think he, he has been fine. Um, I, I think this, uh, I mean, this line should, if Russell Wilson was playing, what you guys think this should be at maybe like Seahawks minus three. You think maybe something like that? Yeah, I would, that's lines? what I would say. I mean, this seems like still like a pretty strong overreaction to Gino uh, being the starter here, which I don't know about you guys. I I think he's been fine. I I don't. He hasn't been terrible. Um, he's been keeping them in ball games, and at least been keeping. Uh, he's had some sustainable drives. Uh, I mean, obviously it wouldn't be as great as letting Russ cook, but um, I I think they should be. Have fun. They should be okay. Um, being at home, you know, they get a little twelfth man boost with them. Um, you know, and like you got you said, Evan, you know, Saints have, um, they they've been uh back and forth on hidden or missing, and you know, this might be one where they miss this week. So you know, I'll, I'll side with the Seahawks. I'll I'll stay off of this. So yeah, I'm a I'm gonna go the other way. I'm gonna take the Saints. Um. You know, I I just think that they're a better overall squad. They're getting healthier. Um, too bad Michael Thomas couldn't come off the IR. Um, but you know, they've the last game they played the the team. Um, it was sort of an offensive explosion. Their offense overall has really looked good ever since that that Panthers game where they got whooped. Uh, Jameis being pretty effective. 
Um, you know, I think with Traquan Smith, I think they're getting an uh, offensive tackle back that they'll, they'll be a little bit better on the offensive side. And, and I, I agree with you with Geno Smith. I think he's been very adequate. Um, I just don't think that, you know, that Seahawks team sort of relies on the game changing plays that Russ makes every week. Um, and they're not getting that with Geno Smith. They're getting more of a game manager. Um, and they, they almost pulled out a win last week against the, the Steelers. And, you know, I was on the Seahawks, but I think in this matchup, Saints coming off the bye, um, you know, they're going to be prepared. Uh, I, I just think that a little bit too much for a seat banged up Seahawks team to, to handle. And, I, you know, I, it's a pretty big line with four and a half uh, for a road team to cover, but I'm still going to lay it. You know what, if the Saints win by like double digits here, I think it, I, I might start to lean that this might be a trend that they figure it out. I, I don't know, but that's just my thoughts. Um, you know, otherwise they've been a team I not like trusting so far this year. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a team I haven't really figured out yet. Um, I'm no rhyme or reason as to when or why uh, they decide to play well or not, but that could uh, that could just be what comes with the territory of Jameis. So uh, also true. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, so that'll do it for our week seven picks. Why don't we uh, do a quick recap of the locks? So Adam, you had uh, Broncos Browns under forty one. Robbie, Raiders first half, minus one and a half. And then I had Raiders minus three. Um, as, AFC West. <laughs> yeah, yeah, loving the AFC West there. Um, as for our podcast parlay, uh, guys, we were kind of thinking Broncos, Browns, under 41, Raiders minus three, and then the Colts plus four. Are we still good with that? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm absolutely good with those. Um, sound like you were a little skeptical about the Raiders minus three Adam this it just gives me some PTSD flashbacks of the same line with Eagles versus the Panthers and we were all wondering why that line was minus three um that's the only thing yeah yeah but I I mean on paper on paper I mean I, I picked the Raiders um they should be able to cover I mean would you can we can we do the first half bet I mean, if you're more comfortable with that, I'd do that too. That's a good option. I I I, I do. Feel Robbie, is that, with that is that something we can do? Sure, why not? Okay, so yeah, let's just do the first. If, yeah, if, if you're worried about the garbage time out of the Eagles, let's just do that first half bet. I'm then. always worried about the garbage. <laughs> Jalen hurts. Jalen hurts my wallet. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, okay, for uh, our consensus eliminator then, we all landed on the Cardinals. So, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think we're at a pretty good spot here, guys. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, that Raiders game, that Colts game, that Thursday. You know, every Thursday, I feel like we are just full tilt. I think we're just anxious to get back at it. We love to have these takes on the Thursday night game. So uh, we're all on the under. We'll have some serious cash in play and play. And hopefully uh, that winds up hitting for us. But, um, guys, that'll do it for our Week 7 episode. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, We will be back next week with our Week 8 episode. Uh, Hopefully the report back that we uh, hit one of these parlays and then all of our lead pipe locks uh, hit. But uh, until then, we will talk to you later. Oh, and check us out on the gram. We now got an Instagram. That is right. Rolling that out. So we got it. (laughs) Social media approved.